0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Out To Be Podcast. It's your host, Katie Zaccardi, and on today's episode, we are airing a replay of a Facebook Live that Bree Noble and I did inside of the Free Challenge Facebook group last week. So if you haven't already joined the Free Challenge, where we teach you the three steps you need to launch your new offer... We started yesterday, but there's still time to join. So this is basically your absolute last chance because we end tomorrow. If you're listening to this podcast, the day it comes out. So day one happened yesterday. Day two is tonight at 5 p.m. Eastern and day three is tomorrow at 5 p.m. Eastern. You can still catch the replay to day one. So if you join, you'll get an email, you'll join the Facebook group and you can catch the replay of day one in the Facebook group and then you can catch day two live with us tonight. Or you can catch the replay of both if you can't tune in live. So this is your last call. Now, this Facebook Live is something we did last week as a bonus for those who signed up early. We're going to air that on the podcast today because we are talking about all of our failed launches. And it is so juicy. It's such a good episode, such a good discussion that Bree and I have The reason we wanted to do this was because, number one, we want you to actually be able to learn and not just be uh, sharing like the good only. We want to share you like the honest truth of what it's like to be a business owner and what we've gone through. And number two, we want to tell you these things so that you can avoid these mistakes. And a lot of what we share in this episode is something that we teach in the challenge, as in what not to do or how to do things in order to actually get results. So this episode is incredible. If you haven't already, again, go sign up for the free challenge at katiezacardi.com slash free challenge. This is your absolute last call. It's totally free. There's no strings attached. And if you are planning on or just thinking about launching an offer, a one-on-one program, a group program, a membership, or a course anytime the rest of this year, you need to join this free challenge. And again, you might not even know for sure if you're going to do it, but this free challenge is going to give you the clarity to know what it entails, what it's going to look like, and if this is a good fit for you. So you can make the decision as to how you want to move forward. And if you do want to launch something. So I encourage you to sign up katiezacardi.com slash free challenge. Let's go ahead and hop into the episode, and that being said, since this was recorded last week, you're going to hear me reference the podcast episode that comes out tomorrow, and when I was talking about that, I really meant the podcast episode that was coming out, that came out last week because of the time difference between now and then, (laughs) so I'm talking about last week's episode, uh, which you probably already listened to, so anyway, let's go ahead and dive in we're going to talk all about our failed launches. So hopefully this will be entertaining, but also <laughs> educational for you to learn about like what not to do. And we already, we already went through the failures for you so that you don't have to do it. Yep.
1: Cool. <laughs> Cutting the learning curve is what it is about. Cause you don't, you don't want to go through that. Trust me.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so it's funny because the episode that's coming out on my podcast tomorrow, I kind of talk about mine a little bit. Like, uh, Brie interviews me about my business journey. It's a really good episode. You guys are going to love it. It was a lot of fun to record
1: too. And
0: I talked- it, um, it was
1: fun. I didn't let her get off the hook on anything. Like I Nothing, anything, nothing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and I'm editing it and I'm like, and then I had another breakdown and another crisis. <laughs> like, uh, so it's like really honest. And that's what we want to do here on this live too. But- I was saying a few things come to mind for me that were failures. And, you know, the membership, which was a program I run and shut down was probably like one big failed launch. <laughs> and I canceled my mastermind launch launch. So there's a lot we could dive into. But Bree, you were just sharing beforehand that you actually had a Facebook, lo- Facebook ads course that you canceled. So I want to hear about that. Tell us about like, what went down there, your idea for the
1: course, how it all happened, and, and where the problems arose. Oh, man. Okay. Um, yeah, I broke so many of my own rules with this launch, which is why it's a really good one to talk about, because yeah. even though I knew it was not the right thing to do, I did it anyway, and learned a good lesson from that. So yeah, um, yeah see, I've always been somebody who got coaching and help for things that I wanted to do. And, you know, when I launched my membership, I sought out people that had memberships that I loved and wanted to learn from them. When I launched a course, I sought out somebody that I knew was like an expert in launching courses, right? Well, this time it was, it's like, it's like the kid, you know, that is like going and getting from the cookie jar and like they're, they're, they're eating the things that the whole family is eating and, and everyone's watching them, but then they're also off sneaking off in the cookie jar. So I was... Doing all the things that my coaches were telling me to do, but I also was cooking up this other thing on the side. And mm. I was like, eh, I don't really want to talk to them about this. I'm just going to do this thing. And it's going to be so awesome. <laughs> and I'm going like, to show everyone that like I had this amazing idea and I'm just going to come out with it and it's going to be such a hit. And and show that I really didn't need anyone helping me. You know, I, yeah. I really have to admit that that was in the back of my mind. Like, oh, I don't need coaches anymore. You know, I've, I got this down. So I, this is back in 2017. And, you know, Facebook ads, they're, they're still popular, right? People are still it's, it's constantly talking about it. Um, but in the music space, it was kind of that time period where people were getting really under, understanding what Facebook ads could do for you, but not really understanding them, hearing mm. all this buzz from the business industry about Facebook ads, Facebook ads, and how musicians should be using them. But there was no real training for musicians on Facebook ads at that time. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is it. I need yeah. to create a Facebook ads training for musicians because nobody has this. They're all asking me questions about it. And, you know, I was just convinced that this was the thing that I should do. And it was really, it was like a hubris thing. It was like, and and it was like a, I want to have just this like amazing launch. And I just, I know all these people in the business space are launching Facebook ads courses and doing really well with them. So imagine, you know, it's like blue ocean, right? Nobody's doing this in the music space. Well, keep in mind that sometimes the reason that the blue ocean is because nobody wants it. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, what's weird is that I feel like it still doesn't exist. Right. It, I've seen a few, Okay, um, there are certain programs that know they really focus on Facebook ads. Okay. But the thing is they like the ones that are working, they don't, they're not actually focusing on Facebook ads. They're focusing mm-hmm. on Facebook ads as a part of a funnel and, and, and understanding mm-hmm. how to talk about yeah. the transformation and what it's going to get for them. Yeah. And that is something that I did not do. I was like, oh, I'm hearing Facebook ads from them. That's what they want. But it turns yeah. out it wasn't really what they wanted. So I didn't do market research. I, I thought that just me getting a lot of questions about Facebook ads was enough. I didn't get people on calls. I didn't do surveys. I didn't do anything. Yeah. I just assumed. And we all know what assuming does for you. <laughs> <laughs> so and it really did make an ass out of me when it turned out I got like five sales or something, maybe it was six, but, um, I spent from like March 2017 until August, 2017 creating this course and, you know, I was doing other things. Obviously I still had my membership and all that, but I was doing it and it was literally like I was doing it in secret. It was like, I had this like, <clears throat> experiment in the basement, you know, that I wasn't telling anyone about. And I just thought, oh, I'm going to, it's going to be this big splash and everything. And what I launched it, even with the challenge, like I did everything right, except the very first step was making sure my audience wanted it. Don't worry, we'll (laughs) teach you how to do that in the challenge. So you don't make (laughs) the
0: same mistake as Brie.
1: Yes. And, and, and so, you know, sometimes it's like being ignorant to, to not do the, the research, but for me, it was, I thought I knew better. Yeah. And, you know, we can get to that point in our business sometimes where we think we know better or, you know, we don't need anyone else. And I, that's why I'm such a big believer. I always have a coach because there are okay. so many blind spots that we have in our own business that we can't see. And this, if I would have taken this to a coach they would have, they would have poked major holes in it. Yeah. But I didn't. And, um, yeah, it's, that's, that's why, that's why we're doing this for you guys, because we want you to have all of the tools to be able to do this successfully and to have the learning lessons of people like us who have been through this. And it was, it was very depressing. I must say, I was quite depressed when it didn't go yeah. as well as I thought it did. And yeah, it still exists. And it's like a, a piece inside of my academy. And I'm just like so annoyed. I'm like, I'm so glad that I now, in retrospect, that it didn't take off because then I'd have to update this dang course like every six months when Facebook changes their algorithms and, yeah. and the back end and all this stuff. And so, yeah i'm glad it didn't work out but it was still a wasted six months i could have been doing so many other things uh i could have and and i i think i made i mean literally like eighteen hundred dollars from six months worth of effort yeah so take it from me do it a also- of research. Put
0: it into perspective a little bit because some people might listen and be like, "But you got six people, so does that mean I have to feel shitty about myself if I only get six people?" No, Bree. At this, when did you do this, Bree? Like
1: what year? Twenty seventeen. So I think my email list was probably around um, four to five thousand people, and I had a pretty big social following, maybe like twenty five k on my yeah. Facebook. you know so I I didn't conversion rates
0: yeah exactly it's so like if you're someone you're like you have a thousand followers or two thousand followers and you get five people to sign up that's quite different than 25,000 followers and 4,000 email lists etc um I just want to throw that out there because like Brie had been in business for a while she wasn't new to that you know what I mean like well, it, and I think
1: another point on that is I if I was new, I would be doing a one-on-one and I wouldn't have spent 6 months creating a course. Yeah. You know, I would have I, if I would have done a one-on-one, I could have immediately sold it and not wasted 6 months and only made $1800. Yeah. I could have made $1800 immediately. Yeah. From clients.
0: Exactly. Exactly. That's why like and and the numbers like 5 or 6 or whatever that all also just depends on what you're launching. Like, for instance, for a course launch, you essentially have an unlimited amount of, of people. You know, the goal could be unlimited. For, for a one-on-one or a group program, there's only a certain amount of people. Like, you might only be able to take five people, so it would be a win, but it's a different program. It's a different process. So I yep. just wanted to point that out, but I think it's hilarious that you were saying you know the comments weren't enough to just validate the course because I think especially with something like Facebook ads and there's probably a ton of other things out there that are the same but like it's one of those buzzwords you know it's one of those things artists think they should be doing or don't know about so they kind of just mention it but it doesn't actually mean it's what they want or what they need you know at, at the actual stage that they're at and that probably meant your messaging wasn't quite talking to them and it wasn't quite enough for them to be like, yes this is what's going to get me to the next step in my career.
1: Yeah. And it was, like you said, it was what they wanted, but it wasn't when they really dove into it in the education that I was doing around it, they realized this is too hard for me. Like yeah. I gave them, even a, even though I explained to them, like I go, I walk through it, I give you screenshots, all that stuff. They still were like, Oh my gosh, I'm not even at the place to implement this in my business. If I, if I, you know, if they wanted Facebook ads, they probably at that point would need to actually literally hire someone to do it because they would yeah. not be confident. And that's one of those things about when you sell a program: it's either if if they're not buying, it's either that they don't believe in you, they don't believe in themselves. And that was mm-hmm. the big case with this one: is they did not believe they could do it, even if I handed them a course that like basically walked them through the whole process.
0: Yeah. Right. Which I get, because I probably wouldn't have bought it. I, I know that when I seriously start thinking about Facebook ads, I'm outsourcing that shit. I am not uh doing it myself.
1: (laughs) I know. I mean, I did it for years myself too. And now I've, I like, I've been outsourcing it for the past two something years. And I'm like, I can't even think about going back to it. Like, I know I get that mentality.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, obviously there are some things that some people are going to be savvier at it or like that stuff. And in which case you should just do it yourself, but different strokes. And if, if it is something that a lot of people are perceiving as really hard, then like, that's a tough sell. Um, if your audience isn't ready for it, right? Like they weren't, they
1: just weren't really ready and willing to buy. And I, if I would have done my research, I would have known that that was their objection. Like I think about yeah. my friend, Chris Bradley, who sells a produce like a boss, right? And, and producing your own music, that is also like a big jump for some people, but she understands them so well and the things that they struggle with that she's able to knock down those objections on the front end. And because she's researched her audience, she knows exactly what they struggle with. And she'd be like, I yeah. know you, you look at this screen and logic and your head spins, but here's why it's not as complicated as you think. And, you know, she yeah. can show you. So yeah. that is a really important thing to to do in your research is understand what your objections that are going to be coming up when you go to sell it are going to be and there there's also like a really tangible result
0: like learn how to produce you'll have a record right for the facebook ads it's like well what is the
1: roi here like if i'm not quite seeing that then that i'm is, not gonna like. point. that's why you said there's no courses on that right now because like I said, the tangible result people are selling is not, I'm going to learn Facebook ads because yeah. that is not compelling. And that is not no. what I understood is why yeah. I screwed up the whole thing, right? <laughs> compelling that you're going to be able to get new fans. Facebook ads are the vehicle to get you there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Or like, yeah, sell out a launch. Like Facebook mm-hmm. ads will help publicize your launch, but it's not just about like, learn how to do Facebook ads so that you know how to do Facebook ads. Like, well, why? (laughs) You know what I mean? Uh, and you kind of need that extra step or at least have it to be attached to something. I feel like, um, to almost make it worthwhile, but that's, that's really interesting. I'm so glad that you shared that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yep. In my, in my hubris, I just thought I didn't need to educate them and you know that's part of what we're going to talk about in the challenge in, in day two is educating your audience, understanding their limiting beliefs, the things like I said that are going to eventually be objections when you go to sell to people. Yeah. and that's you know that's all going to be covered in day two. So I'm, I I love I love all the days because day one was like if I would have taken day one I wouldn't have done this entire launch. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: would have done my, my research. hour training and you would have not had <laughs> a <Right>. failed launch. <laughs> It's true, though. And I'm thinking like, I don't want to just repeat what I said on the podcast episode that's coming out tomorrow, because I want to, you know, it's, it's really good. And I go into detail. But I'm thinking of like a bunch of things coming up. And one of them is from stress to success. When I launched that course, I also was pretty disappointed with the numbers. And with that, and with the membership, I think it was slightly different, but I got very similar objections and ran into very similar issues. And a big part of it was like price for people um and also accountability so for from from fr- for from stre- oh my gosh that's a hard one <laughs> it really actually is a tongue
1: twister it's like really <laughs> stressing me out just to say it
0: yeah really <laughs> <laughs> i need to take this course um no <laughs> usually i'm pretty good at saying it even though it's a tongue twister but for from stress to success so that was like when I was a wellness coach, I basically took my method as a wellness coach and put it into this course. Now I was signing wellness clients. The monthly price was the same as the whole course. Um, and, and they were paying for multiple months. Like they pay for three or four months of coaching. And one month of 101 coaching was like more than or the same price of the, the course. Right. So for me, I was like, I don't understand why everyone's saying I can't afford this I can't even do the payment plan I'm so broke I'm so broke I'm so broke when I can sign clients at a higher pay rate who really value what I'm doing and I ran into that so much and so you know I would bend over backwards oh my god like um I would you know in, I introduced a six-month payment plan to make it easier for them I would at the last minute, you know, the day before the launch for people who were on the fence, I'd throw in a $50 coupon to, um, just get them incentivized or I'd give them extra bonuses or whatever it was. And I'm not saying that all of that's bad, but I was definitely just like hustling and kind of doing the convincing during the launch, as opposed to like really having prepared my audience.
1: Do you know what I mean? Oh, I do. And, and, you know, pretty much almost always, if right? Like price is not the actual objection. Yes. Sometimes it is if it's like really high
0: ticket, but yeah, yeah, for like a three or four hundred dollar course with a payment plan that allowed you to pay $77 a month. I understand that some people are really stuck in this broke artist perspective, and maybe some of them genuinely believe they couldn't pay for it. But at the end of the day, if they really valued it, they would have made it a priority and they would have figured out a way to pay for it.
1: Yeah, and it just means your messaging is not dialed in yet, it means that they do not see they do not see the transformation that you're offering they don't understand it they can't they can't picture themselves experiencing this transformation yeah. you know they don't they don't believe that they could actually achieve the transformation again it comes down to do they not believe in themselves they don't believe in you you know you haven't created enough cre- credibility along the way like there's all kinds of reasons yeah. but it's almost never price i mean price is never the actual reason
0: yeah. But, and then that was what everyone was telling me. And so, um, that's what I always found so frustrating. Cause I, and I always say this, cause I have clients all the time. They're like, I feel like I should charge lower. No one's going to pay at this rate, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter. Like it literally doesn't matter. Like you don't, don't price your stuff lower just because you feel like they'll only buy at this price and they won't buy at this price. If that's the case, then you're actually not doing your job well, because, you know, they're not going to buy in at the lower price just because it's a lower price. And I'm talking about like the group in general. Yes. You're going to have a few people who like genuinely can't afford this price, but they can make the lower one work. But for the larger group of people, it's really about like having that messaging on point, showing the value of the program. And I think in the case of from stress to success, it was a matter of like, well, what does this mean to me? You know what I mean? Like what? how much do I value like not being burnt out or managing my time when all I can think about is getting my next song recorded. Right. Mm -hmm. So that, that was really a matter of like positioning the importance of the course. But again, it's not on me to convince people that they need this. It's on me to educate people and show people like, here's the belief you have. Here's why it's wrong. Here's how you're self-sabotaging. Here's how you can fix it, right? So it's slight difference, but it's really important.
1: It is. And I mean, you create your own demand based upon your own like unique teaching style, your own unique mechanism of how you, of you know, the way that you teach and the particular kind of step-by-step roadmap that you use and all of that stuff. And if you are, if you're communicating that during your marketing period you don't have to do the convincing like you said so and 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 price is like it's not a thing because you make your own lane you should not be comparing yourself I mean obviously there's like certain prices in your market you know you need to look at those and stuff yeah. I'm not you saying just charge five thousand dollars because you
0: feel like it, and and the, the other competing course is one thousand or one hundred dollars, and now it's just like uh, this is confusing because your your buyers are going to look at that and they are going to do the you know cost analysis in their head and compare it to other prices that they've seen and figure out like you know is this worth it? So you have to be somewhat on target, but yeah.
1: But that's one reason I don't I don't generally believe in discounting because I and and I I certainly used to discount, but I have come (laughs) to the I have come to the point where I generally don't believe in discounting because obviously if you feel that your price is completely relevant for your market, it's totally doable for your people, then it's just positioning yourself as the option for them and versus trying to like out Underbid other people.
0: Yeah. Now, I will say this. And first thing, I know you guys are on live with us. So comment, let us know that you're here. Comment with any questions or comments that you have. We'd love to have you be, you know, engaged um, as we're talking about this. But what I was going to say was so a big part of why Bree and I are doing Out to Launch and are doing the fr- free challenge is because, you know, we are music entrepreneurs. We have our own businesses in the music industry, and we've both taken so many business courses that are hosted by online coaches and fitness coaches or people teaching those things and not music industry specific things. And we've always had to adapt what we're learning to the music industry because we're basically bridging online coaching space with music industry space. And that's why we're doing out to launch so that you don't have to go through that. You can learn both at the same time and i always 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 would tell coaches but you don't get it musicians are so broke it's different from other niches like they all have the starving artist mindset and i did th- i think that is true but it at the same time it's like it's still not an excuse for pricing things low <laughs> mm-hmm. even though for so long i used it as one and like i said you said you don't discount i would like throw 50 percent off i would like i said give people discounts because i just thought oh must be the price they can't afford it let me like help them out and i think that's a common thing that a lot of people do but that does not actually help like it it does i think i don't want to necessarily say it does more harm than good but i think that it can be really damaging actually you know what i'll say that because i think it devalues you when you start to Mm -hmm. just slash prices or you show up and you say I said it was this price, but now I'm just going to put it out there for this price because you're not getting sales and people can kind of tell that it makes you look bad. It makes you look unprofessional. It makes you look less trusting, I think. And it also just is really confusing for your audience that you're not just like standing in the value that you set for the program. And if you're not standing in the value, why should they trust that value?
1: Yeah. I'm much more about giving things versus taking things away. So like giving bonuses um, yeah. If you're in the middle of your launch and you're like, I see I'm getting the same objection constantly create a bonus that overcomes that objection that I'm totally, and you give it to everybody, even if people are yeah. not, that's the way to go. Yeah. because That is actually listening to your audience and helping them versus just trying to convince them by giving them a lower price.
0: Totally. And it's not to say never do discounts. Like I'll definitely do black Friday sales and um, oh, yeah, I do
1: the birthday sale, you know, yeah, you, you could
0: do stuff like that, but it's, It's more so don't just be like throwing out freebies or coupons or whatever, because you're like desperate to make the sale because it's not worth it. That's to me, an indication that something else is wrong here. And I ran into the same problem with the membership because the membership was like sort of supposed to be a funnel for people who did from stress to success into the membership and also for any new people who wanted to come in. But like my, um, speaking of ROI, like my ROI was not super clear there. You know, it wasn't really clear. Like, why am I going to join this? And it was still wellness focused. And I think that unfortunately people did not care to be in a wellness course or a wellness membership. Now I had my one-on-one clients who really valued that transformation and were just at the point where they knew they needed help. But I didn't see that there was a big enough group of people who are willing to be in a lower level type offer for that sort of transformation because it. I think maybe it wasn't specific enough. Um, maybe they didn't feel as comfortable also going into their specific stressors, and they re- would rather have someone to like talk about it with them. Um, so you know, it's it was the same thing I was teaching in one on one from Stress Success membership, and yet the one on one, which ultimately was priced higher sold better if infinitely better than any of the lower ticket offers did like yeah and I oh, think yeah. that's
1: that's one great reason that you're, you guys are doing this challenge is that we can you know we can kind of help you flesh out some of this these ideas that you have because I've had students come to me and say like I want to do a membership on this and I'm thinking in the back of my mind since they're not asking my opinion they're already <laughs> like on this path um you and know, you're like, Are I just, you're sure? I don't know yeah, like, like I, don't, yeah. I just don't know if there's enough demand for this to run a membership. I would definitely start with one on one and see how that goes, you know, and like Katie's situation with her course and her one on ones, like. That kind of lends itself to a perfect hybrid group program kind of thing where she could mm-hmm. do a lot of her, you know, have all these like video vault of all this yeah. stuff that, you know, when, when they're talking one-on-one, oh, you should go watch, you know, module one, you know, lesson two, because I hear that you're struggling with this thing. This is really going to help. And yeah. then she can, you know, spend less time one-on-one, but still charge the same amount because she's got this, you know, this video asset that yeah. so like takes the course and mixes it with the one-on-one in a group program and it will take some you know time off of her plate having to spend with clients and she can still make the same amount of money and that's kind of what we're going to be helping you guys flesh out on day one it's like what is your offer
0: totally and I think if I had stuck with wellness coaching and hadn't pivoted I probably would have done that because you know like the membership was also thrown together that was another thing didn't validate (laughs) that didn't validate that launched it in two seconds literally, because the pandemic had happened. And it was at literally right at the beginning of it. And I was just like, "Uh, people are broken, but they also need wellness support. Like, let me come up with something for that. But I hadn't I didn't. I did everything wrong. Let me tell you that I did everything didn't validate the offer launched it in three seconds didn't warm up my audience for it. Language was not on point because I didn't do any of the things before that and then I would be frustrated like why aren't people joining this is a no brainer. It wasn't a no brainer like it was not a no brainer because they they did not know what this new program was going to do for them or why they should bother joining at a time when money was pretty scarce. And everyone was holding on really tightly to it because they didn't know what the future for them was going to be. And I thought, Oh, I'm introducing this. It's like a cheap alternative for my one-on-one. But the reality is I wasn't, I wasn't trying to attract people who didn't do my one-on-one because it was too expensive. So they're just down sell down sold into this. I was trying to attract my whole audience, but my whole audience did not want that. So, you know, I got people in, But ultimately it was just like not enough people for me to warrant or want to continue running it. And of course now, you know, after pivoting into business, it just like didn't make sense all around, which is why we shut it down. But yeah, I think it was like at every step it just went wrong and I just didn't do what I teach. I didn't do what I should have done. But then I was really frustrated because I'm like, this should be a no brainer. No, it no, we shouldn't have. Shut up, Katie. Pass Katie. You were wrong.
1: <laughs> but you know, I, I, it does bring up something because I was watching on the sidelines while you were doing this and you even <laughs> asked me to to do a training in your membership. Right. And yeah. I, I like had no, like an outsider has no idea. Right. Like I don't know that you only have whatever, five, 10 people in your membership. Like you, you, yeah. you had an idea of you wanted this many and you didn't get nearly as many people as you wanted. Yeah. But the point is that you are the only one that knew that it wasn't on the, so from the outside, it looked, you were doing everything right. And yes, you skipped some steps and it didn't go as well as you wanted. Yeah. But I'm saying this because I don't want people to be afraid to launch because yeah, they're afraid yeah. that like everyone's going to know if they fail. Mm-hmm. Because in our cases, you know, yeah, we have like had very people. successful launches and yeah. we've had a few that sucked and like nobody knew that my Facebook ads launch sucked. Like I've yeah. literally never talked about it until now. Yeah. So this is never say you guys are getting the inside scoop. But yeah. You don't need to be scared to launch yeah. because you're afraid that it's going to be a failure. Yeah. If it doesn't go as well as you want, you can have a pity party for a few days. Yeah. Uh, you know, hang out with us so you can get some. You know some sympathy and empathy. And, you know, we can like, I know when one time when I was doing webinars and I had one just total disaster and I, you know, got, grabbed myself a margarita. I went online and I went to a, a mastermind that I was in and I told them and I was like on the verge of tears, gulping down this margarita and I'm telling them what happened. And they're like, it's, it's going to be fine. This happened to me before, you know, people are going to understand they're going to, it's going to be fine. You know, in, in a month, you're going to have be on the other side of this and have done a successful webinar. And that was all true, but it was no yeah. so fun when it was happening. Yeah. Um, and that's why having a group like this of people that are trying to do the same thing you are is going to help you through those times when, yeah, it didn't quite go as well as I thought it was going to. Yeah. But you yeah. learn from that. Like we learned from these failed launches And we built on it. We changed things. You know, we did what I like to call a launch debrief, where I was like, "Okay, what things actually went well here, and what things didn't, and how can I make it better? Uh, You know, where do I need to pivot? Maybe like in Katie's case, like, oh, I don't, I don't actually like a membership. Yeah, I would much rather do a mastermind. And when she switched to mastermind, she did really well with that launch. Yeah. So
0: this, I'm really glad that you brought that up because again, and and I keep, I said it when you talked about yours, I'm going to say it with mine too, because if I'm, if I'm being honest, if a client came to me and said, oh, I launched my whatever. And I, for the first time, and I got five or 10 people, assuming they had the audience size that I did, I would be like, that's amazing. That's great. This is so good. Like that's a win, right? Like I don't want our talking about this to make it seem like, oh, they said that five, 10, 15 people was a failure, which means it's a failure. If I do that, the difference was more about what I wanted long-term for my business. So I don't even think that the first launch necessarily was like, Oh, this was, this failed. You know what I mean? I think that for the membership in particular, it was more of a longer term thing where each time after that, I would try to launch it. I'd get a couple people to join. And I realized, what do I want? I want su- a sustainable and recurring income. What do I have? Not that because the price of the membership and the number of people in it were too low. What is my audience size? Not that big. So if I'm looking at my business, honestly, I see I have this membership and I could continue it and i have to acknowledge it's going to be slow and steady growth because there's there's nothing wrong with your program being small at first it's probably going to be small at first especially if your audience is small but you have to look and see like what you know what is what are my income goals what am i trying to do with this and when i looked at it i saw like i am not this is not working because i'm not actually like getting people in consistently for the launches after the first one and the 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 way we were the way it was structured wasn't really working either. It didn't really fit with my current business plan and where the business was going. And again, it was like if I'm gonna grow this to make it worth my time and and actually bring in the recurring income I want, it's gonna take a long time at the rate that this is going right now. So what made more sense was to stop it and basically trade it for a higher ticket program, which I got well, I actually didn't get recurring in from that income because everyone paid in full nearly, for some reason, uh, which I talked about that on the podcast. It was a win. It was a win, but it didn't give me the recurring income I was hoping for um, with payment plans and everything. But then I was able to sign like seven high ticket clients, as opposed to being frustrated for, let's say, you know, having seven People paying a tenth of the price each month and trying to make that work, and that's not an exaggeration. Like it was literally one tenth of the price from the from the membership to the mastermind. So that just goes to show you again, low price is not everything. It's about the messaging. It's about where your clients are at. It's about where your audience is at. It's about ever. It's about everything. You know?
1: Yeah. No. Definitely. Price. I I totally believe that. Um, because price is definitely not everything. And, and people, it's interesting that they all paid in full. Like, I do think sometimes it's like, all the two, right. It's just, sometimes it's just like, I want this thing. I'm ready to pay for it now. Yeah. You know, I don't want this like hanging over my head. And, and that's, that means in my opinion, that means you did a really good messaging job because yeah, are like, I am, fully in yeah and i
0: maybe like something that i i did that time that i maybe wouldn't do this time was i did actually discount it like maybe a little too much because usually i do give an an, you know a painful discount like if you pay in full you save a little bit of money because um and we teach you this inside of outside inside of outside to oh my lord (laughs) (laughs) you can tell that it's like my brain is dwindling because it's it's 5.45 5.45 here. and Oh, it's only our third live stream
1: today. What's the problem? Literally
0: only our third live. I should be on point. So <laughs> we teach you this inside of out to launch of pricing and should you do a deal or should you do, do different payment plan or whatever, but usually, um, and we're going to do this for out to launch too, full disclosure. Like if you pay in full, you get a little bit of a price discount because for us it's less stress. And what's the word? Like we're less on the line. If somebody chooses a payment plan, they could default. They could say, screw you. I'm not paying anymore. It, that would be against their contract, but they still could do it. And it well, would cause us less customer
1: service too. Cause sometimes yeah. people, you know, their credit card gets stolen. I mean, there's plenty yeah. of like, that's one thing with a membership, right? You always have to be on top of that. And there's always plenty of people that have issues that they don't they don't want to leave the membership, but their credit card was stolen and it's taking them 10 days to get a new one and all of that, you know? Yeah, so.
0: yeah, exactly. So I did that with the, with the mastermind and I plan on doing that next time too. And like I said, we're doing that for out to launch, but I did that. And then I did, um, an extra waitlist bonus. So when most people were taking, we're doing that because most people did, uh, most of the people that I signed came in really early they wanted to just take advantage of like getting the most supreme discount and it still ended up being a significant sum of money that I was getting and that they were spending but it it was sort of like people kind of had it or um you know I know one person she like was like I'm just gonna take out a loan and then pay it back and then it's gonna end up saving me more money than it -hmm. would to like do the monthly and I'm like all right so this time around um I'm definitely adjusting the price a little bit just so that I don't like there to be like too big of a gap because otherwise I think some people think, oh, I'm like wasting money if I do the, right. if I do the payment plan, but I can't afford to pay in full. But like, there's such a big difference that I, I feel really torn. And like, I feel like I'm spending way more than I should be spending for the monthly. Last thing I'll say on that is one of the most game changing things was what a coach told me um, you know, don't price your offer of the painful. Like if it's a group program like that, price it for the for the payment plan. Like how much do you want to make per month? And then if you want to give a discount for the painful, you can do that. But when you start to say this is the price for the whole thing, and then I'm going to jack it up for the payment mm-hmm. plan, it always feels really sleazy to to pitch that. And it probably then also comes off to the people person that you're selling that it's like oh. I'm paying more because I'm paying per month and you don't want that to necessarily be the case. I'm going on a tangent now, but do you
1: get what I'm saying? No, I totally do. And, and I think it is like, I feel like it's, it's an appreciation discount because yeah, you know, for me with like a membership and stuff, there is a certain amount of customer service that my client service person has to do uh, every week, even in relation to payment plans you know? So I'm like, thank you for not costing me this money every month. Yeah. You know, I, I am of my assistant and all that. So I'm going to give you a discount. So I think of it that way. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's it. I mean, well, we you talked guys- about all kinds of crazy things, but yes, we, we did talk about our failed launches and we yes. all <laughs> engines, but I always love that kind of thing. I love to listen to my mentors when they just start rambling about like things, like things that actually happened in their business. I find that the most helpful of any. It is.
0: It is. You know, the last thing I'll add is when I canceled the mastermind launch, the second one. So I was going to launch the mastermind again in February. Now, I don't really consider that a failed launch, but I will say what went wrong there. And what went wrong is that I tried to launch two big programs that required a lot of launching attention back to back. I did it out to launch and then I tried to go right into the mastermind launch and I was really burnt out.
1: Your own timeline, dang it. Yep. Yep. I did it. I didn't so it my not failed. It's that it's aborted because you realize that <laughs> you're going to fail or not fail, yeah. but it wasn't going to be what you wanted. Yes. I injected
0: from the seat. I said, I'm out of here <laughs> <laughs> because I, and like, I basically, I mean, I didn't warm up my audience. Um, because I kind of was like, yeah, I don't need to, it's fine. I, I did need to, but more than that, I was not ready to launch again. Like I just simply was not ready to do it. And so for the time I had allotted to warm up my audience, I didn't show up for the time I had allotted to to launch. I had already assumed it was going to be a failure. And so I canceled it like right at the beginning, one or two days in. And I said, you know what, I'm not going to force myself to do this. And then no, I'm going to be disappointed because I'm enter- like, it wasn't even like, Oh, just turn that frown around and you can do it. I'm so <laughs> Energetically drained. I was like, this is not happening. So, you know, not fail. Cause again, I don't think it's a failure. I think that was like a learning lesson, but, um, yeah, that was huge because I really was like, I, I know that I'm feeling the scarcity of money. You know what? This is, I have to just actually take a second to say this because I did that because I was like, money, money, I can just like cram as many things in as possible. And I want to get that recurring income up. And this is going to get help me do that. And I canceled it. And I was like, I don't care. I really I don't care. I was like, I don't care if I make $1,000 for the next three months, if that's what I have to do. I'm not forcing myself to, to do this. And I didn't know what would necessarily come next. I ended up launching the audience builder bundle after that. Um, obviously now we're doing the out to launch launch and I've had time. I had time, like a month at least each for each of those launch to properly warm up and warm out of those. And essentially I made like 5,000 unexpected dollars each month that I had literally no idea. I had no idea where they would have come from. It was one of those things where it just appeared. I didn't plan for it. And so I went into this thinking like, I will, I don't care. Like I will make nothing because I just need my sanity instead of worrying about money. And then all of the sudden it just like popped in. And like, I had one-on-one clients who signed randomly. I had people hire me for intensives. like stuff just happened because I wasn't forcing it and trying to make it happen. And so I throw that out there just to say, I know it can be hard when you're like, but I have to do this. I need the money. I have to make this happen. You don't like you don't. And often when you stop forcing it, things will come to you that are actually a good fit. And I would include this collaboration as one of those things as well.
1: Yep, absolutely, and I mean energetically, like you knew that you were going to be showing up in a way that was going to repel people. Yep, <laughs> I mean, oh, God, God. Right? If you're burnt out, yeah, you're going to be, I, already were, be yeah. out. Like, I don't really want to be here, but I have to be here, so I'm going to keep talking about this. You know, yeah, yeah. I, I and I agree. Like, I think that you were when you were in your launch for the audience builder. Like, I saw you really leaning into the launch runway for that. Yes. I was like, this girl knows how to launch. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did, did. about doing a program about launches. Oh, she already has a program about that, but I want a program like that. Maybe we can collaborate, <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that was a huge difference. Like I really did lean into that because I sat down and I said, I'm not doing this back-to-back bullshit. What do I need? What do I need to feel good about this? And that's what I needed And that, you know, that was, it, that was a really good law. Like it just felt really good. You know what I mean? Like, I just felt like this is, this feels good. It doesn't feel stressful. It doesn't feel overwhelming or any of those things. So it all worked out.
1: (laughs) And this one has been the same. Like we've been, we've taken six weeks to get ready for this challenge. Yeah. You know, and we had the opportunity to create the quiz um, and, you know, just really try to meet our audience where they are. And it's felt really good. We've been able to just really think through everything and make sure we've got all our bases covered and not feel rushed at all. And I just think that that is going to really is already showing up in the energy that we're bringing to it and our excitement about talking about the subject and helping people. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what you guys, you need. And that's why we're talking about launch plans and timelines and And um, runways and all of that stuff, because it's net like you can push yourself to launch every single month, but number one, you're gonna burn out yourself, you're gonna burn out your audience, (laughs) and you're probably gonna end up with the same amount of money. Like, I think that's what's interesting about what you said is that if you really space them out in a way that works for you energetically, you'll probably make more with each launch versus trying to force it every single month and i've definitely yeah. been through that launch roller coaster uh where you're like oh this one didn't go as well as it let me launch something else you know yeah, yeah. And you, you get into that mindset and you just, it's like this this treadmill and I remember at one point I just like had to get off I had to get yeah. off the freaking treadmill
0: yeah exactly exactly and that was like the flip switch for me and it, I it definitely happened like earlier than the second mastermind launch but in February for the mastermind launch I had that moment where I was like eh, let me just see if I cannot do this and then I was like nope no no no, nope <laughs> that was uh that did not go as planned so it it really is about like that sustainable build, and it doesn't always happen fast. You know, like I don't wanna I don't wanna make false promises of like you guys are gonna make twenty thousand dollars your first launch, and you're never gonna have to work again. We because would be that's
1: doing a total disservice if we said that.
0: Completely, completely. And as you'll hear on tomorrow's podcast, as as you've heard us talk about, it is often a slow build, and there's highs and lows and things like that. But ultimately, the goal is sustainability, not just throwing a bunch of stuff out there and then hopefully trickling in some money as you do. Uh, And that's definitely what we're here to teach you is to have those big launches that get you results. So you don't have to launch all the time and you can have that recurring income and you can have like peace of mind with it.
1: Yep. Yep. I cannot wait to do this challenge. It's going to be awesome. Me too. All right, Brie, anything else before we wrap up? nope that's it um I think we've I think we've bared our souls quite a bit today (laughs) I might need to go get one of those margaritas to wash it all down
0: (laughs) well you guys learned all of our secrets today so (laughs) let us know if you're watching this live or on the replay what your takeaways were and um if you haven't already go ahead and introduce yourself in this Facebook group guys tell people
1: that you know Yes. To come join us like that will help you stay on the challenge for me i always if i can go through something with someone else and stay accountable to them to like do the work and and discuss it like you know actually have a discussion about what we talk about every day that is going to be the way that you get the most success out of this challenge so go find somebody uh locally or you know a friend online that you know is interested in launching a program or has been thinking about it or you know they're super talented and you've been pushing them you should do a program on this and they're like i don't know how to do that get them in here
0: yeah definitely also put the link to sign up in the comments here so that you can pass it along to
1: anybody that you know and
0: we'll see you when we start Yay. yay bye everyone Thank you so much for listening to the out to be podcast. If you like this episode, be sure to share it with a friend. And if you haven't already rate and review it on Apple iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts, that really helps us spread the message and get this podcast out to even more women in music for more information on coaching services, head to katiezucardi.com. See you next week.